0: Been. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We we'll Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank
1: you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker, and I'm Kenton Larson. me the Fourth be with you, Kenton, and also with you, my.
0: My young Jedi apprentice. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Pa- <laughs> Thank you, Master. I should say Master. Master Kenton. Uh, it is Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day, Canton. May the 4th. Yeah.
0: And to you, too. It's always, uh, it's the day, not only is it Star Wars Day, it's the day I change the batteries in my smoke detectors. Oh, yes, of course. So You're reminding day. me. Do you do, do you do the same thing? It's I'm going re- to now. This is going to be my day. You're right. That's, this is a great idea. It reminds me every year that a, that a good Jedi makes sure that he or she can get out of the house if there's a fire (laughs) exactly
1: exactly you don't have the force you don't have the force to warn us right they would know because there would be a disturbance in the force but we can't do that so that's what the fire detector does it just senses a disturbance in the house
0: it sounds like we're doing a paid spot
1: here that's right this episode brought to you by star wars Fire uh alarms. <laughs> what were we talking about? This um, fire alarms. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But other another thing I'm doing to celebrate. Now we have all kinds of stuff to talk about. Of course, it's Star Wars Day. We have an Obi Wan trailer. We have the um the Matt, the book of Boba Fett gallery episode, the behind yeah. the scenes episode of the book of Boba Fett, which, which we watched. Wait, we waited to yeah. watch it. We both were like, "Oh, it's on. Let's watch it." And then we waited an hour to do the podcast. But yeah. first, I have something for you, Kent, that I'm going to celebrate this May the Fourth with the star wars goldfish crackers star wars mandalorian (laughs) themed goldfish crackers there is baby grogu there's grogu looking so cute on that and so what this is i just saw it at the grocery store the other day i couldn't resist every time i see like a funny star wars product that isn't like super expensive i'll grab it just to see so this is of course the famous goldfish crackers the pepperidge farm goldfish crackers but in star wars shapes now it is a bit of a letdown because of course you get the stormtrooper which i think is becoming too generic of a i can't my camera's opposite how do i get in front of my camera there we go uh it's coming stormtrooper is becoming a bit of a generic star wars image i wish they would kind of move up from that and that is like an old school stormtrooper so this is like the mandalorian era
0: yeah
1: um we also have is that grogu sorry i can't find it here hold on this is just
0: an excuse to eat the bag of it is right now Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah exactly but look at this this is baby grogu in his little um in his little thingy (laughs) <laughs> his little bassinet and, bassinet. and actually yeah. I, think there's, I think there's a hole you can see the light through the holes of his eyes <gasps> look at that! isn't it cool there's actually a hole in the cracker oh yeah mmm okay and there's one more maybe I ate all those no nope, that's Gergu as well what's the other shape again the other shape is Mando and I can't find it maybe maybe Luke ate all the Mandos maybe my son <laughs> Luke ate all the Mandos <laughs> I think he meant Luke Skywalker oh here it is here it is here it is yeah, maybe Luke ate all the mandos
0: after <laughs> Baby Grogu
1: left him, after Baby Grogu went yeah. back to Mano. To he's like, ah, I hate him. I'm going to eat his head. So that's, that's oh, the mango one, too. So there you go. Um, disappointingly, the vast majority of things in this bag are still your regular goldfish crackers.
0: Oh, just right? Oh.
1: Most of it is this. Most of it is just regular. So it's like, what the what's the point? And having just like one every three or four of them is a Star Wars shape, and every one of those is a... What if only three shapes? Like, come on, they cheaped out on the Star Wars shapes for this
0: one. Maybe they should just call it "Where's Grogu" and just have one Grogu in a regular oh. thing. That could be, good. and then that would make people eat through them looking for Grogu. That'll be fun. I and would buy bag, real. yeah, buy bag after bag after bag.
1: And then you get a special Grogu to get like a
0: prize or something, yeah. like the gold. Oh bag. yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. that's right. One special Grogu, color green or something. Right. Oh, oh we hey, we should
1: work. We got to work in so the marketing
0: department at uh, Goldfish Crackers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm gonna stop eating these because they're so addictive. But anyway, that's my that's how I'm celebrating my Star Wars Day. What are you doing, Kenton?
0: To celebrate, yeah. I am watching a book of Boba Fett on Disney Gallery um, during company time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, what I'm doing to celebrate. That's okay. It was our lunch break. Um, well, it, that's right. It was not only was it our lunch break, but we're feeling extra happy today because our Star Wars Day this year is the day we're done marking. That's right, and uh, that's a special day in every teacher's life when you finish marking because uh, you have nothing, nothing but good stuff to look forward to in terms of not only Star Wars Day but also an upcoming Obi Wan Kenobi TV show and uh, things like Better Call Saul now on the horizon. It's all like it's all good right. once you're done the marking. While you're doing the marking, everything seems horrible.
1: Right, and you've always got, the marking is always on the back of your mind, no matter what you're doing. So even if you're not actually doing it, you're thinking of it, you're like, okay, I have to come back to it. You're thinking about how you're gonna manage manage your day around it. So once it's actually done, you finish entering that last mark, there's just a huge weight lifts off your shoulders, You actually relax and focus on the things you like to watch. And yeah, we will get back to Saul next week. This week's episode was amazing. We'll cover both this week's episode and next week's episode next week on Sol Nerds when that returns but yeah. this week of course we got the trailer we thought we would get a trailer for Obi-Wan and we did so let's watch this and then we'll talk about it alright They're coming
0: stay hidden We will not survive.
1: Leave us alone.
0: When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. You still want Kenobi.
1: He's gone. you've been looking in the wrong places.
0: I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him.
1: chill i get a chill every time good Nice little change to the disney logo there disney plus logo so we got the the Oh man, what it like? Now I I resist. I only say trailer because that's what they're calling it—the official trailer. But it's only a minute twenty-eight. That's not really trailer length. Usually they're at least two minutes long. So I think they kind of cheaped out a bit on the with footage.
0: some some repeat uh, exactly yes from the teaser yes exactly. Which, uh, they just kind of added yeah.
1: a little bit new stuff. They didn't really give us anything new to the story. It's kind of what we expected. So this is kind of a cheat trailer, I would say.
0: <laughs> this well, is not a way, full trailer, in my opinion uh it does debunk something that i thought and i'm clearly wrong about it i thought the little pods that we saw flying away might be obi-wan kenobi and yoda right uh escape it whatever go on go on wherever they need to go um but now it's pretty clear that those are the pods we see coming out of the headquarters of the uh what are they called again the sith Inquisitors. Inquisitors,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. And we got this great shot of them. Now the first couple of scenes are just kind of establishing shots. Um, we see the ship traveling to a planet. What was the name of this planet again? We we heard the name of this planet before, right? Uh, not planet. Coruscant. It's not called. Coruscant. <laughs> is what it's called. Anyway, the Blade Runner it is. planet. Yeah,
0: very Blade Runner. Yeah.
1: Yes. And it, oh yeah, Blade Runner planet. And then we got this great shot of the Inquisitors as they come off yeah. the ship. Now Rupert Friend who this gentleman mm-hmm. is the grand inquisitor is very now i recognize him now i can i can see his face i can mm. see who he is i don't think he's Darth vader as i thought <laughs> in the first trailer well oh,
0: but there is he there is a resemblance i will oh. I'll, I'll give you that it does, there is a resemblance there based on when darth vader takes off his mask in jedi does not look dissimilar from this guy's appearance yes in a flash of a second it's what i thought yeah. i saw okay so
1: um so we see yeah, the inquisitors so this is going to start at the point where they're they're out rounding up the jedi the ones who avoided order 66 uh, which there are many probably they could probably make a whole series out of that them just hunting down jedi every week but that probably wouldn't go over very well <laughs> the fugitive uh,
0: they could call that? it the fugitive
1: <laughs> that's awesome oh come on haunted you know- by the, the one-armed man Listen, based on what I know about John Favreau after watching this behind-the-scenes episode, I think he would yeah. go for it. If we could pitch him The Fugitive but Star Wars, just yeah. show him. Just show him what it would look like, and he would do it. we got to make little might. figurines around, about um, out of um, tinfoil and stuff like Robert Rodriguez does. Um, okay. <laughs> so – we have the, this is happening. So so we have the Inquisitors out here looking for Jedi. Now this looks like it's Tatooine, no? Yeah. Oh,
0: for sure it is. Yeah.
1: Tatooine. So we're on Tatooine.
0: They're out the looking place for where, Luke. The place where nothing ever happens. Tatooine. <laughs> oh, nothing How ever happens. How did Luke there. know,
1: right? Like there's, yeah, yeah. like Luke, this kid right here, this is yeah. still an exciting shot for me. I love this shot of him playing on the, on the thing. Right? Of him just. Yeah, like, that's great. Yeah. I love it. Just because he's like, it's so just right. It's Anakin. Yeah. It's just Anakin from, from episode one. Perfect.
0: Oh, I just love it. Oh, you're saying, oh, I get it. I get what you're sorry. I thought you were saying this is Anakin. No, you're saying it it's looks like, like Anakin. Anakin. Yes, yeah, yeah. of
1: course. Disney's, it's right, almost right. exactly it's the same movements and everything, right? That looks like probably match it up to the movements from the movie. Right, um, right. And then we see a little bit more of that. We see a little bit of exchange between Owen and Ben, which is like Owen yeah. doesn't want him to go. And, and think about it from Owen's. This is the first time I've really thought about this. So this is what this is doing for me. Owen has been raising this child from infancy like this is his son as far as he's concerned so he doesn't want him to go off and become a jedi and and i know we've always known that about this character but now it has more meaning it's going Mm -hmm. to have more meaning after we watch this we're going to get more on this character of owen i'm very excited about that because it's it's somebody who's always been a huge part of star wars but we've never really known much about him as far as canon goes so that's really really cool
0: yeah i like that i like and he's got a his mic drop is Oh, the way you trained his father? Wah, wah. But, like, he probably he probably he probably <laughs> uses that at the end of every conversation they have. Right. He's like, how I, mean, how, yeah. how are you gonna throw that back in my face? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it
1: happened one time. One of my students went to the dark side and forever. I'm the one who let the student go to the
0: dark side. Come on. And Obi-Wan's probably always reminding him, how's the kid that I loaned you? He's probably keeping <laughs> he keeps reminding him that I was a loan. Qui-gon. Even, come back. Qui-gon.
1: Right. Um, now, this character, this is Moses Ingram, is playing this, this Inquisitor character. And she, um, and she's the one who, who's from Foundation, by the way, and she's excellent in Foundation. And uh, so this is a, clearly a key character. A lot of the lines in this trailer are her speaking very, very emotionally. And we can see they're laying out their plan of attack here. They're going to search. They're going to comb the desert. I would uh, love to see a little Spaceballs reference. I would love it. We're combing the desert. Just something little in the background. They're not going to do it anyway.
0: All right, so it's a six-part event. We see mm-hmm. a wanted poster for Obi-Wan. And then we have a um, – it looks like a Death Star droid shooting at uh, uh, what we call the Death Star droid because that was the action figure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that 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 doesn't look like a bounty hunter we know. To it's me, that's not a, Well,
1: I mean, is there a bounty hunter that is one of those droids? I think there is, isn't there?
0: Um, you mean in Empire Strikes Back? When in any Star Wars canon.
1: There, there was one of these droids was introduced mm-hmm. to us in the Mandalorian. It was the one that Richard a- aoed I know. How do we say his last name? The, uh, I don't from
0: know. the IT crowd. Oh wait a sec. That could be. Pardon me. That could be Foralom.
1: Right. That's what I was thinking of. Foralom right. is one of those droids. Oh,
0: hang on. Let me just look here. I'm comparing. I think that is Foralom. Here we go. Foralom, official. Foralom. Okay. Citing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an idiot because I, at first, I was like, that's a Death Star droid, and I didn't. Who knows, like he's been reprogrammed or something like that. But no, I do believe that that is for long. I believe from the you are correct. Strikes and back. that yeah, means yeah. that Zuckus is not far behind. <laughs> Woo! How Dengar got his groove back. That means yeah. we can finally, we can oh. finally make our movie where Dengar goes to I've been, Jamaica. I've been and working gets on this
1: content. I've been working on the script. It's all ready to go. I just need a little bit of touch up and a few more passes and we can send it off to, to Favreau. <laughs> I'm so excited about John Favreau and his part in Star Wars after watching, I can't wait to get to this whole thing, but, but this, um, this is awesome. So, so for long, there we go. We got another yeah. old droid that we've been waiting think- for
0: i'd put money on that being for long i I, I, I could be I wrong yes yeah, yeah.
1: no i think it looks exactly why well, who else would it be at this, this thing he uh, reminds me of, what he reminds me of the big bug eyes is that video villain from the aquaman movie um yeah. that i always forget the name of but anyway that's the mantis guy, yeah?
0: no Mant- mantis is that his his name?
1: yes okay. yep and then we see uh you and doing some great uh moves not just can he fight with his blaster yeah, and his lightsaber good. but he also has some little, little little moves as well yeah i like that right more, more Inquisitor stuff. More you and fighting soldiers. Just all the action coming together. I've really, um, oh my god, give me. Silicon a break. Valley.
0: We have a Silicon Valley actor making. making
1: oh yes. Up here. Sorry, go back to it.
0: Which Silic- which one? Silicon Valley. Sorry. Keep oh, okay,
1: well, and that's the thing. Watch. There, so there. here's Camille uh, K- Nangianni. Yeah. He must be a Jedi. Look at him. I think he's a Jedi. He must be playing a Jedi. Yeah. And a Jedi that's about one. to die. I think he's a Jedi. That's about to die. That's exactly what yeah. he is in this image.
0: It could be, uh, it could be funny if Obi-Wan has like a sidekick who is not a Jedi, but who is pretending to be one. Oh, that could oh, be funny. Oh. And, 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 he's a comic actor.
1: He was in the, he was in, yeah, but he's not always funny.
0: No, that's true. <laughs> uh,
1: example, <laughs> the Eternals, the Eternals will always be my, yeah. eternally be my example. Um, but I think uh, this is, I mean, yeah, he could be more than just one one scene or one thing. He could yeah. be somebody whose training was interrupted, like that other character we had in the in the video game, right? Jedi sure. Order, that character was in the middle of his training and it was interrupted and Order 66 happened. There's probably a lot of apprentices, how do you pluralize yes. apprentices, apprentices, uh, out there. So yeah, Grogu. he could be one of those guys. Grogu was one of those whose yes, training was interrupted. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So there you go, Kumail Nanjiani, looking forward to him. What, what's that in the person's hand there? Is that a detonator? It's either that or yeah, something or a droid. It looks like a little bit of a droid, but something
0: weird. Oh, or you think it could be like a handheld droid of some kind? I don't where know. They...
1: Just watch the movement of it. Lots
0: of good, lots of good swashbuckling.
1: It looks like a droid. It's a droid. Yeah, it lo- it flaps around like its wings. It moves like a uh, something that that's alive. Watch. See,
0: that's our new droid. Oh, yeah. whatever that is it's, it's our new R two D two. Wait a sec is that the droid that's the same kind of droid like from a, a fallen order is that what that is could be could be the droid yes. that sits on your shoulder
1: yeah something like that i believe so
0: yeah i, I don't think, think it's that's exactly right.
1: the same design but it's because we saw that one in right. the book of boba fett it's not the Ooh. exact same but it's very similar a very small droid it's very small like yeah. there we go you oh, know what it reminds me later. of it reminds me of batteries not included remember that movie how could i forget <laughs> love it love that movie uh batteries are included with those little uh robots that that flew around all cute so that's what that looks like to me and it looks like it's about yeah. the size of the person's hand so it's a little
0: cute robot and we're gonna see it on uh, store shelves by christmas oh yeah oh, by the way if you if you rewind here i just noticed something for the first time right behind obi-wan that's a that's a fallen probe droid oh yeah didn't notice we're, that before we're seeing
1: the pro droids use a lot more right there. yeah there it is yeah uh, that was something they pointed out in the book of Boba Fett as well, is that they showed yeah. when they showed like the the you know the Mandalore the purge of Mandalore. Purge. Yeah, yeah, they showed the they made a point of showing like old and new Empire stuff, and the the droids were part of the the old stuff, I guess. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. And, so lots of great action. Of course, yeah. this is going to be a great series. What else? Anything else coming at yeah, you? Oh, the, whose oh, fake and- arm
0: is that? Darth Vader's, of course. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we're we're watching we're watching Darth Vader slowly get reassembled. We're gonna see a horror show when he comes out of the back to tank, right? Oh, look
1: at his arms, eh? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh, gross. This is all that rainy. is gross. I know. Ooh. Yeah, and we're gonna see the rest of them. We're absolutely gonna see uh Hayden
0: Christensen all scarred up in a full-on scene. Maybe he'll say, uh, could you guys give me a hand? Get it? Hand. <laughs>
1: No, oh, he'll be like, please, a little joke. please pass the aloe vera, um, or <laughs> oh, what is pass. it? Oh, the the back please pass the back back to lotion. They'll probably have a back to lotion you can just rub on. Like you wouldn't need to go in the back to tank for like a cut, right? You would just rub it on your skin.
0: Well, I guess right? I, I well back to heals everything over time. It appears that that uh, right. with Boba Fett, you could just lay in there, and then it was like, congratulations, your back to treatment is done. So why you couldn't the Darth end. Vader get back there?
1: I guess it can't regenerate think? limbs. Obviously, it can't regenerate limbs, otherwise no. they would have gone to Luke too. Right. But it can heal
0: like I guess it can only heal so much. I think it really can only heal so much. Only time can heal wounds. It has often been said. <laughs> no, we just oh, had no, the, final, just assembly, say, the yeah. final assembly, the final
1: assembly of Darth Vader, right? We and that got me like again the breathing yeah. gets me. The plugging in of his chest piece is awesome, and then then this is like Obi Wan hearing that sound, and this is what we're gonna see the first time obi-wan sees anakin after he changes to darth vader
0: well i mean strictly speaking he became darth vader before he had the suit right because he bows down uh, to the emperor when he's still christian hadenson yes but this will be the first time he sees right you've done that you've done that a few times what did i say you said christian hadenson did i yeah I, that's not, definitely not what I was thinking. When I know that. Out. I know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, call continue, continue. Uh, no, no. So, um, but uh, I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that Obi-Wan and Darth Vader meet twice in this series. I don't know where I heard that though. And uh, so I don't know. Hey, that could just be BS. Uh, this could be, uh, like, do you think Obi-Wan sneaks in and sees him first before Darth Vader knows he's there? Or do you think this is the big finale where they're going to have a giant battle? Or what do you think this is? Uh, I think, it, wow,
1: why, why would they meet twice? I don't, I think they will have two, they will have two conversations. The first is going to be him out, out of a suit, like getting his spa treatment or whatever he gets. Oh, you, you think know, the so? Thing. Yeah, and I think he'll have a conversation with them face to face. So you have to have the two actors in the same room together and we have to know that the two actors um so we we should see them both together like we need to see him without the mask with with you and mcgregor in the same room and then i think later on they come back to fight i think this is the part where they come back to fight so i don't think this is the first time he hears the voice of the breathing of darth vader i think this is when like you can see behind him it looks like there's something behind him like yeah. soldiers or something and this is like in a in a room like a, in the in the um in a destroyer or something like that and so this is like gonna be the fight so we're gonna have yeah. the first is a conversation the second is a fight uh, yeah. so this is probably the final battle fight, uh, scene in the final episode. And, and he and he looks up
0: and it's a good look on uh yeah.
1: obi-wan Kenobi's very face. very tense he's like oh my god I totally know who that is maybe a little grossed
0: out or <laughs> creeped out uh, or... horrified horrified yeah. yeah yeah it's good I like yeah, it i like the, very good. i like that shot yeah how many times the gift that keeps giving is the darth Vader breathing apparatus and yeah. any any show or movie where darth Vader appears and you hear that in the trailer um it's it's always exciting it never gets old Ben Burt, Ben Burt, man. The guy is so, yeah.
1: like, all the sounds of Star Wars are from Ben Burt, and the guy did so much. That That's part of the reason why Star Wars is so great is because it had, like, George Lucas got all the right people together. If it had yeah. been somebody different doing that sound for that movie, we wouldn't have that. We wouldn't that's have right. any of this stuff that we have. Just so incredible. Anything else about this Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer that you want to say before we move on to the other
0: thing? Um, I like that they didn't reveal too much. They didn't reveal anything that we... um that changes what we already saw or the change is what we know. That's good. I want, I want there to be big surprises there. Like something like Forlom is not, it is not a huge spoiler by any stretch. It's fun. It's like, it's cool. It's something that maybe you could even predict. Um, so I like that they showed us that, but I also like that everything is still pretty much a mystery.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why it's so short is because they just couldn't show us more. Right. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying, I'm just noting that, you know, usually trailers are two minutes at least, and this is a minute 30. And it shows us a lot of what we've already seen. So there's not a lot of new stuff here, but I think that's good. I think it's better. And of course they're going to save stuff for a uh, celebration coming up at the end of the yeah. month. So of course we'll see tons more. I'm sure before this is all released, we'll see, we'll know everything by the time it's all done.
0: One of the things I, one of the games I like playing is, is there fo- any footage in this trailer that that happens in the show after the second episode and probably not (laughs) if if these trailers show us anything it's not rarely. it's rarely do you get a shot that happens from after episode two we're like book of boba fett i remember they said no no it all happens in the first episode everything in the trailer in fact i do believe that we still had a scene that we hadn't seen until episode three. I believe so. I believe you're right. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think I I don't think that's a hard and fast rule, but it kind of holds up on a lot so, of.
1: This. So you're saying that shot of Obi Wan isn't from the final battle in the series. It's actually probably from the first time they meet each other. And so the scene is gonna go. Um, he walks in, and then we hear the breathing. And he turns around and there's Darth Vader. And then he takes off his helmet and says, "Obi Wan, how's it going?" Goes over, what, "Can I fix you a drink?" Kind of walks over to the bar and just kind of. That's and he's gonna have his helmet off for a while and have a conversation. And then he's gonna put his helmet back on,
0: and then they're gonna have the fight at the end. I don't, I'm not. I'm not willing to say it is a limited series, so there's only six episodes, so it could be different. Um, but I also think there is something to the idea that uh Obi-wan sees him at, uh get, turning into the Darth Vader we know getting assembled and and maybe Darth Vader doesn't know he's there or there's some reason that uh maybe maybe he's in another room or there's there's some reason that Darth Vader doesn't instantly know he's there which could be cool but that does not that appe- that to me looks like he is looking at. Darth Vader in the face that's what I that see. looks like to me I so I, I, I I don't know I think it, it 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 might very well be from the last battle but but we've been down this road before with trailers right where we think that something is one thing or from one part of the movie and it isn't
1: do you think that the redoing the assembly of Darth Vader is to make up for the no that everybody hates so much
0: I don't hate it I don't well, hate the most note. people do. Well, I know, but they're wrong because what he's doing is a take on Frankenstein's monster. That's what that is. <laughs> well, sorry, yeah. sorry, everybody. Just like when uh, when Chewbacca swings in and does the Tarzan yell, I think that's lost on a lot of people. That's lost well, on an entire generation of yeah, people. Yeah, because they don't, don't know
1: that. they don't know what it was like right. going to the movies in the '80s. First of all, and that kind of stuff is Pepper throughout all movies in the eighties, like just that entire generation of filmmakers worship the one that came before it. So all those nods are throughout, even in this case, this is a good segue into the book of Boba Fett thing, because um, like, Robert Rodriguez, and this is why I'm so excited about this whole thing, is that we have Favreau, Rodriguez, uh, Filoni, again, very key person. Bryce Dallas Howard, also part of this because she's been directing some episodes. And I love that this all came together, this Book of Boba Fett series came together after they'd already worked together. It was like this group of people were like, yeah, we really like that, let's do that again, let's work together again, let's make some more awesome stuff. And then they kinda came at it and they came up with this after Boba Fett had already appeared on like the Mandalorian or wherever we saw yeah. him. Right. That's where we saw him. Right. Sorry. Blank there for a second. So that's what I love about this.
0: Yeah. It's, and in that, and behind the scenes, we hear Robert Rodriguez talking about the films, like where did Cad Bane come from? And, the bad and, and the ugly. uh, where, yeah, and American graffiti, George Lucas's, uh, fi- uh, hot rod film, which is a great film if folks haven't seen it. so good. Um, even the sequel is good. More American graffiti. Can't they're remember good. The oh, they're good. I had, um, it's worth seeing it again. Let
1: me tell you. I remember the packaging. I had these VHS packages, yeah. these cases. I had both of them. I actually don't think. I'm sure I watched the second one, but I just don't remember it as well. Um, and it was like this shiny. Do you remember those with the with yeah. the the artwork? And it was like very very cool. I would love to find one of those for my collection. One of those kind of v, old American graffiti VHS clamshells were awesome. All right. Oh, for
0: VHS. Yeah, yes, I think I I think I have the DVD version in the special packaging now, of both.
1: Is something question I have for you. So so these guys came together after they had introduced Boba Fett into Mandalorian. They said, okay, let's go somewhere with this. So that means they came back and they shot that final scene after because it was it had already aired. Like like Mandalorian had already been on. People saw. So they came back and shot that final scene where he kills Bib Fortuna. Did they like shoot that after the fact? Like kind of like the, the the um what's it called scene in Avengers, right? The uh um shawarma
0: scene? It's it's seen well, it seems like um I mean, they said in the in the documentary, uh, in today's Disney Gallery, that they needed to get approval from Kathy Kennedy before they could proceed with that. Right. So that had to have been done. How long do you um, think that takes? <laughs> what do you think, Kathy? Okay. Like, I don't think there's a
1: lot of, like, when the guy who brought you the Mandalorian, super, the most popular character to yeah. come out of Star Wars in, in decades, uh, Baby Grogu, um, I think they're going to, I think
0: she's going to say okay. I think Favreau, uh, my my main takeaway from Favreau in this behind the scenes is is he is like the new George Lucas in many ways, and it needs to go through him. He reports to Kathy Kennedy, but it really looks like he's the man with the vision. He's the person who can make some big decisions. And I mean, the, when, what another key takeaway is when you see the behind the scenes, the money that they spend on a show like Book of Boba Fett, the, just next the level, unbelievable- It's the next level, yes, it is it, insane. The puppetry, I mean, and even <laughs> Danny Trejo saying, look, like it's an, a new level. You know, sometimes when you're with an anim, animatronic thing, it doesn't look real, but he, had, he got shivers being in the room with the sculpt of the, or the full, I guess it was full scale model of the Rancor because the whole thing just moved- you know, like a creature would move. move. Yeah. Uh, that's that, that comes with a very hefty price tag mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. just the, everything they had to build for it. I don't even know how you do that. I don't know how you do it. Well, they do it with so, Disney so money,
1: right? They have Disney. They do it with money, yeah. They, they have lots of money for it. Um, and they also, by the way, had to do all that in COVID protocols. We saw a lot of that behind yeah. the scenes. They have masks on and everybody's separating and everything's doing that. So that would have added another level of expense to the whole thing. Um, but the other thing about Favreau is he's got the right guys with him. He's got Filoni who's been there. Filoni's been there since the prequel days, right? He knows. Well, Filoni yeah. came in at the Clone Wars time. But he knows like a, a lot of how things have worked at Lucasfilm for a long time. So he's got the experience with Lucasfilm. favreau has got the experience of world building with Marvel because he did the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe over there and, and, yeah. and, and has lots of good experience of, of like big picture thinking, right? So that's what they're doing. He's thinking about all details before they go forward with this stuff. And Robert Rodriguez is just so freaking cool. The guy cannot, I mean, think about this. This is a guy who's been doing this for three decades, making these any kind of movies, all kinds of movies. Like he's done everything pretty much. And Basically, he started out at a pretty high level, right? Robert Rodriguez gave us El Mariachi, and it was oh, yeah. awesome. And then when that conversation, he talks about the conversation he had with with John Favreau, and he said he, he I came with to him with this whole whole presentation about how I should be the guy to direct the final episode. And I was that presentation just El Mariachi because that's what the final episode was. It was just El Mariachi. Was with, with Star Wars shit. It's awesome. And that's, I mean, he was perfect, and so that shows you that that Favreau isn't above letting other people direct. He's not completely George Lucas, because George Lucas insisted on directing all the prequels himself. He probably shouldn't have done that.
0: Well, I mean, a TV series is different than a movie, though. True. Uh, when you're when you're the director of a movie and someone comes in to help you out, it's usually bad, as <laughs> as we've seen as we've seen in some feature length um, Star Wars productions. But a TV series is a little different because it, you 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 can actually. Save time, money, uh, meet your deadline, everything else. By by delegating the work, but it's got to be people you trust to do the job, and that's right. what, that's what it really comes down to. Yes, and, and I, I like how I like how they address um, also the the insertion of the Mandalorian stuff into Book of Boba Fett, and how they said, you know, we we realize we're going a long time without seeing these characters that everybody loves so um not, not that long to be fair i mean we could have waited yeah but the demand that is Star <clears throat> the toys wars were on character. the shelves the toys were on the yeah.
1: shelves they finally caught up to the demand for right. the baby yoda toys because <laughs> they weren't but there when it first started it's been and- a
0: long time since star wars had a breakout thing like the mandalorian and and you cannot let it sitting sit on the back burner for no. too long true you have to get it in there. I'm glad they did personally. In
1: fact, I plan on celebrating later on what I wanted to watch tonight for my, instead of my movie, I usually watch a movie is mm. I'm gonna watch those two episodes of the book of Boba Fett oh. that they talked about as a movie and see how that goes. And I'll talk about it next time we, we get together. But like, I just, I love those two episodes. They're my favorite oh. part of the book of Boba Fett. And, yeah. um, and then, then of course we get all into the, I know we're jumping around here, but I don't care. Um, it's uh, we get all into the behind the scenes of the Luke stuff and how they put together oh. Luke and his whole thing. And we got to see that it was actually actually luke there the whole time like he was acting out all the scenes with a real puppet grogu so that helps us really solidify oh. that this is um this is mark hamill playing luke skywalker again If
0: it, it that that part so i sort of watched all of the, like disney gallery doesn't surprise you too much when you watch it it's a lot of you know feel good stuff from behind the scenes and it kind of moves, moves along at a pretty fast clip like a dvd extra kind of thing and you're not they're not gonna say oh this is where we had to scream at the actor or this is where we saw and and all these i think it's a
1: performance sorry to interrupt but just just hold that thought for a sec. i think it's a performance they're they're they know they're on camera while they're making this stuff on camera so they're as much acting for that documentary they've been making behind the scenes of star wars since star wars started people have always wanted to know how this is made right for sure sorry continue
0: no no so um yeah so it's all very um you know, controlled kinds of discussions. The occasional little thing slips in or you get, or, you know, like my impression of uh, John Favreau kind of being the new George Lucas, you kind of get that just, you sort of read between the lines. But I think for me and this documentary where things take like became surprising toward the end is when Mark Hamill shows up. Once again, I felt out of breath and excited about the show. Like I hadn't since I watched that episode And I would have put money on Mark Hamill, not being there on him, not being part of this. They figured it out. Now Uh, he doesn't need to show up. And, and what's so touching is that he, he loves the character. He wants to be there. He, and they even said, just so you like, Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. He is that character. Like don't get the, uh, any fancy ideas that some body double, Who's sitting there is Luke Skywalker. Cause that's not Luke Skywalker. The guy who's sitting this guy, there. This guy
1: who's in a little bit better shape than Mark Hamill is. He's in his sixties or whatever. Wow. He's, he's, he's old. He Give him a break. Um, Yeah, that's it. It's just a body double and that's it. A younger man, someone who can do all the acting and all the movement and stuff that can do all the training. And that's it, it's very simple. They show us every pro, Oh, not simple, obviously it's very complex, but it looks very simple in that they just have him. I'm sure Mark Hamill does the first run through, the first take, a couple takes as acting as Luke, and then the guy does his version of it. And then they uh, put it all together as they showed us.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's amazing.
1: And the really puppet is, is awesome. That that oh. Grogu puppet is freaking incredible. And I love yeah. how they talk about how they were like practicing backflips and seeing what they could do with it and all this stuff. And then they say, "Oh, come do this," and they would, then they would do it on the show. And it's just awesome. Lots of improv on set. It feels like for this show.
0: Well, improv on set <coughs> and behind the scenes, because Robert Rodriguez likes to play songs with the actors, so right? that's fun. And uh, it turns out that Tamura Morrison knows a lot about Star Wars and enjoys weaving it into tunes. He's got the Tatooine blues and the, playing the playing good. playing through the, the guitar together, and uh, I thought that was a good team built some good team building oh, ad- yeah. ad- advice. Great vibe from, from everybody. Rudy. Looks like they're all having a yeah. great
1: time, right? That's a great yeah. thing to do. Like just get everybody firing on cylinders.
0: Um, I liked, awesome. I also like that uh, that they tip their hat to the acting genius of Tamura Morrison, which a lot of Star Wars fans were putting down during the Book of Boba Fett. And I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And anybody who sees Once Were Warriors just just needs to see this guy as a younger man, just beating up guys in bars, basically in that, in this, in, and for rightfully and for good reasons in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but who is just a brute. And then you see him uh, behind the scenes. Here you see the his love for the source material. I got the when I saw Tamara Morrison interviewed for some of this stuff. I sort of got the feeling. Like he loves being in it, but he doesn't really care that much about it. But that is not the case, as you see mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Like they said, I remember somebody asked him, "What? Who is your favorite character to work with?" And he went, "The Ewoks. I love the Ewoks." And everyone's like, "The Ewoks are in, are in Book of Boba Fett, and of course they're not." And I think he was just throwing out, "Hey, I like those little furry." Right, shitties, right, 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 right. So I sort of got the feeling that maybe this stuff isn't as important to him as it is to the diehard fans. But then the behind the scenes tells a different story. Tells, oh, and he's putting like, he's I actually was. putting yeah.
1: thought, like when he talks about the the, the stick, the gaffy stick yeah. and how that yeah. was, and he said the the basis of that is in a real indigenous uh, tri- to, tribe in Fiji, he said it was, or somewhere, somewhere in Fiji. The, Mari,
0: the, the Maori uh, tribe that, of which he is a part. Was, well, he's a Maori, but
1: I don't think that's yeah. where the stick came from anyway. But he talked about how he, well, even when he's punching, without it, he's still mimicking the movement. And he kind of, yeah. like, he's like inventing his own like martial arts style. To, to match what that character would have learned from the sand people, and I think that's just awesome, right? Yeah. That's so cool, yeah, it's
0: unbelievable. He's, and he's wicked, yeah, though. I, I I, left, I, I need to watch that um Disney gallery again, I sort of let it oh. wash over me. But the part that really made the impression was Mark Hamill on set again, dressed like Luke again. Oh, they didn't tell Rosario Dar- Dawson that he would be there,
1: <laughs> uh, which and she's nerving out, she's like, Oh, he's right he's like freak, like we all would of. be doing yeah. right yeah that's the Until other thing the is that i get of. the feeling the feeling that they're all huge star wars fans yeah. every one of them even luke skywalker even mark hamill you know he's always been a fan yeah but um that's what and they're just people who love star wars making star wars yeah. and that just makes me feel so good so it makes me f- happy to watch it i am going to watch it again because there's a lot of detail in there i know miss that i miss a lot of stuff
0: um oh there's something else that john favreau said that we should mention which is, uh, and by the way, sometimes you don't want someone who's a fan to direct something because that can bring a whole new flavor or something. So uh, it's not necessarily um, the solution to every film's problems is bringing in a fan. Right. Um, but uh, it certainly seems to have paid off in this case. Um, I also like when John Favreau talks about uh, being true to the original vision of Star Wars, which is great. And then also um, being true to even the expanded universe, he said, which I thought was really interesting where they, where they discuss things like Max Rebo, like what, what, what are the expanded, what did the expanded universe do with him? Where, where is he when the, when the explosion happens inside the thing, right. you know, that, that's the kind of thing that they worry about. They don't just go, Oh, well, whatever. Well, uh,
1: it makes me realize yeah. that they did think about who was on the, on the sand barge when it blew up. We've been joking about it this whole time, but they know. They know exactly who was on there. They went through Return of the Jedi. They looked through the frame by frame. They counted everybody. They made sure they knew who was on it. Viv Fortuna got off somehow or whatever happened there. Um, But yeah, it's it's absolutely awesome. Um, What else do I have here? Sorry, I had something and I lost it. Oh, I was going to say that the part about the Nabu fighter again exactly what we thought about it's it's just a souped up um the car souped up to be like a hot rod just like George Lucas loved. And the first thing I thought about when they shot it up they showed the designer, the guy who actually designed the original Nabu fighter for the the prequel for the episode 1 uh sitting in the actual recreation of it and that they did cuz yeah. they did do that for the for the prequels it was like as good a mock up as they needed to make and then the rest was green screen, right? Everything else was yeah was put in but this one they're doing something different in in the book of boba fett in the mandalorian and they're shooting it real time with that surround thing they have that i can't remember what it's called the thing that goes around them or whatever the Someone big in,
0: the big internal
1: yeah the uh, void media or production they have they have, it, they have a area. name for it it's a big screen it's a big surround sound screen um but uh then yeah so the guy gets in there and he can actually see in this yeah. thing,
0: that's it's so Doug, cool. it's Doug Chang, right? Doug, Doug Chang, Chang, yes, that's right, yes. He, he, he is the designer on the Phantom Menace and he had this design since then, yes. And that and again, amazing. very, but
1: very cool. Yeah. In that, again, I think we talked about this at the time, and they take an old, what we all thought was a very uncool ship and then made it very cool. So that's yeah. very, very awesome. Um, another surprise to me, I didn't know that Matt Barry voiced 88. Not aware that that's who that was. And I've just been rewatching the IT crowd again for like the third ah. or fourth time. So that's someone who's fresh in my mind, Matt Berry's voice is hilarious. And I have to say that I think of all this stuff, this, I, I mean I really enjoy these, these gallery things, but the music is horrible. What the hell are they doing with the music of these things? The, oh, the actual music notice. that plays plays during the credits of this Disney gallery is like the worst synthesizer. Like it's the <laughs> stuff you find when you're looking for like the real version of it. Like I'm often on TikTok looking for like the real version. Like today I posted yeah. um a little kind of a little shot of my little Star Wars setup I have here and I was looking for the Darth Vader theme and I found like a really crappy synth yeah. version of it that i couldn't use i had to find the actual like an orchestra playing it like i wanted that's what this sounds like at the end of this disney gallery is really crappy music so step it up a bit guys the comes to that music but otherwise a very very enjoyable hour
0: of uh behind the scenes i can't say i noticed um uh it being bad but i certainly didn't run to uh itunes to see if it was available <laughs> i also you know like there's two different kinds i, I did buy the soundtrack to book of boba fett because I enjoyed the music so much when I was uh, watching the show. So I noticed it and it made an impression on me. Whereas uh, the music you're talking about, I did not even notice. I can honestly say in this uh, episode of Disney gallery. So that there you go that's the difference between something you want to buy and something you don't care about i have added that
1: song teacher's pet to my playlist uh, my spotify playlist and i love it it's such a good song it's very gets me going it's very energetic it's like it's a great song to wake up to it's a new day it's a beautiful day it's like in ferris bueller when he opens up you could put that music to the ferris bueller shot and it would be perfect because it's so like uplifting the part that's uplifting right there's there's a couple different movements in that but that piece is excellent teacher's pet
0: yeah i like how they they go away from the uplifting part for a bit and then mm-hmm. come back into it mm-hmm. sort of swings back in and you can picture luke going up to the top of the, the treetops with grogu it's yeah it's great i love it mm-hmm. i love it love the music from uh book of boba fett and the mandalorian like the first non-john williams music to really make a big impression
1: yeah in, and I, know, should find, I, I should find i should know i think his name is ludwig Göransson. i want to say yeah. is that
0: it that that's his name.
1: Okay, good. I remembered it. Look at that. I just remembered off the top of my head, uh, Joseph but it's Shirley because it's been on my TV. The a lot. Ranger, I guess. Joseph
0: Shirley, I yes, think as, is as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the
1: two of them working together, yeah. but it's on, like when I have my playlist going on, on Spotify, it just comes up all the time and I see their names, so that's why it's finally sticking in my head. Yeah. These names I can remember, but yeah, great music as well. So, all right. One, um, one is there anything thing. else? Can we check? We should Google and see if there's any new Star Wars needs yeah. to come out since we
0: started recording. I also wanted to say, I find it almost impossible. To listen to Jon Favreau and not take it as a criticism of J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, when, when, the, the, like it just seems pointed, and I don't know if I'm reading into it or not. But uh, everything that Favreau said, I thought, works as a criticism of what didn't work in the ver- in the uh, last Star Wars film shot by. JJ uh, Abrams.
1: And maybe that whole trilogy as a whole. Uh, because I think that I think that Lucasfilm realizes that they went about that the wrong way. That they really tried like yeah. I mean, it was whatever. They didn't really know what to do. They were trying a plan and that plan didn't work. It didn't work out very well as far right. as the actual product's concerned. So yeah, I, I kinda got a bit I don't think it's specifically a shot at JJ. It's just a shot at that previous Iteration of Star Wars, and I think, here's what I predict, I think we're going to come back to it eventually, but I think they're going to give us, I was thinking about this too, because the next actual movie we have is the Rogue Squadron movie, right? Patty Jenkins directing. And but they're not, I mean, they made a big deal of it being a female director, I guess, but it's not, um... I don't think we're going to see like Patty Jenkins is some isn't somebody that has like a, a directorial style like JJ did I guess. Uh although I would argue JJ's lost some of that luster since the Star Wars ordeal. Yeah, but yeah. When, But when he came into it, he was pretty hot, right? He just in the Star Trek movie, everyone loved what he did with that. And they thought, oh, he can do that for Star Wars. He kind of did with The Force Awakens. Like, that was kind of what we got. But then then by the third one, it was just we'd lost all of it, right? It was just pandering to whatever the people hated about the previous movie. And it was it was a movie by committee. So I don't think it's completely JJ's fault, but it's basically this is how we do. We do movie by committee, but with discussion and agreement and thought. Thinking it out, thinking it through that's planning. the line planning. And yeah. that's the other thing I have here is that producing. So we talk about when people ask me, like, what does a producer do, right? That's the big like, mystery of uh, this person is a producer. This person is an executive producer. What does it mean? Well, executive producer could mean something as simple as this person came up with this idea and that's it. Like they, they might not have anything to actually do with it. But a lot of the time, what it means is they're talking and they're thinking and they're working out the story and they're working out the problems. They're finding a way to come up with these solutions to make as good a product as possible. Yeah. And so I think what he's trying to say is this is what happens when you put your ego aside and make as good a product as possible. What everybody wants it to be as good as possible. That's what they've created here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it's great to see. It's it's, a, it's I love it on Star Wars Day to get these treats as well. And did you check, by the way? And yeah, I don't anything see
1: anything. Uh, let me just check the Twitter feed. Uh, just double check.
0: There's a new mindful show for kids.
1: <laughs> oh, well, there's, I mean, we talked about that last episode, right? There, there, yeah. or whatever last time we talked about Star Wars, they're really like de- uh, broadening the, the scope of it. Yeah. Right. Mindful. What else did they announce today? Anything else they announced that we didn't talk about already?
0: No, I don't see it. I don't see anything. I'll, only this mindfulness thing. And I was going to say, um, which only means that I need to stop being a college teacher before all these mindful students arrive. <laughs> <And see. laughs> these mindful kids show up and also I should say Rosario Dawson has tweeted a photo and um who else we got a nice poster oh I'm gonna show you this have you seen this yes I have oh it's so cool yeah there's some great stuff uh, out there the actors are tweeting um I just saw I saw a couple in there and uh they, my Twitter stream flew by so fast that I'm that I couldn't see all of them, but they're yeah. out there. But
1: here's like an elegant weapon for more civilized age: lightsaber. Yeah. Like they're just this is just a tweet that just has nothing attached to it, so they're just kind of tweeting out quotes, right? Old Ben, is that you? Right? This is like heavy breathing. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. That could mean something else. I,
0: well, I think they're uh, they're tweeting about whatever they see in the trailer. Oh, is that what? They're, oh, is yeah, that yeah. live tweeting?
1: Oh, that's what live yeah, tweeting yeah. looks
0: after the fact. That looks horrible. Right. The third sister has arrived.
1: That looks horrible out right. of context. I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, <laughs> the third sister, that's Reva. That's uh, Moses Ingram. That's who uh, That's who she's playing. So right. Again, it looks awesome. And that's it. They haven't really announced anything else, but we'll talk about it. If something does uh, happen, we'll talk about it on the next episode, but we will go back to Saul Nerds, uh, talk about this episode and next week's episode of Better Call Saul, which are just awesome. I can't yeah. wait.
0: Yeah, so, also great. We're, yeah, this so is a, good. This is a great time to enjoy television.
1: Yes, and then then from that, we'll jump right into Obi-Wan at the end of this month. Yeah. Because it starts May 27th, and one of my children's birthdays is uh, the day that Obi-Wan... So I have to choose between my child and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's just, easy. Which will I watch first? Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> well, my child probably my uh she won't have anything to do with me she'll be like yeah thanks dad okay bye no that's right that's, they don't that's want the age that, that they're at right now yeah. so all
0: right what's that age 13 that's right yeah she'll be 13 yeah. that's right they're the worst yeah, yeah. they're the absolute <laughs> lowest of the low i remember I remember. I remember taking a bus with my family and sitting four rows away because I just could not. She does
1: that. They totally yeah. do that with me. Yeah. Oh my god! And at the movie theater, they don't sit with me at the movies. No. My youngest does. Luke will sit with me, but the other two yeah. go and sit far away so they don't. They don't like it. I know. Father, it's too oh embarrassing.
0: God. Too embarrassing. What if?
1: What if a friend? I can't. Teasing? I can't even talk on the bus. I tell you, I have not even raised my voice on the bus. They are. <laughs> I
0: mean, none of you can't it, even so. talk.
1: <laughs>
0: That's what it's come to, hey. Uh,
1: anyway, all right. Okay, oh yeah, let's end it there. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadevonker. I'm
0: Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. You might only Now I am the master. Call you the station to pick up some power TV converter. T K 421, do you copy? I'm taking an awful risk, man.